Let's continue our discussion here all about the Fed. Joe Brusuelas, chief economist at RSM, joining me right now. Joe Brusuelas, what do you make of what we've heard from the Fed today? Well, the Fed actually delivered, I think, somewhat of a market surprise to many participants and partially due, or almost mostly due, really, to the fact that the, the terminal rate or the median dot plot for 2023 is 5.1%. What that means is, is we're going to go to a range of 5 to 5.25% with risk of a higher uh, terminal rate moving into 2023. You know, uh, Nicole, you asked whether it was a unanimous decision. It was. 10 of 19 participants, that's very strong, think that median uh, dot plot's going to be above 5.1%. So that really sets the tone for the market. Now, the market, as I see it live, is adjusting pretty well. We do see the sell-offs in treasuries accelerating, but, but across asset valuation in terms of equity space, it's relatively mild and what I would call restrained. Look, we just don't know yet whether the current bout of cost push inflation is done, whether we're going to see wages rise higher. Now, we put out research that tells, told the market that we think uh, shelter costs will peak mid next year. And we think it appropriate that the Fed actually lift the policy rate to that range being 5 and 5.25 and then pause take some time to ascertain the lagged impact of past policy rates and see where the real economy is. That will give the market time to adjust. Now, if you're a market participant and you live off leverage and liquidity, some bad news here. It does look like there will be no rate cuts next year. That's going to be a 2024 narrative. And for right now, I think you're going to see the market continue to adjust for the remainder of the week to the new information that we have here. The no rate cuts next year, I think a lot of folks were banking on something. Yeah. A quarter percent. They were. Uh, Absolutely. You know, 50 basis for the back half of the year. Um, <clears throat> what exactly in the plots now tells you that that's well, highly unlikely? Well, look, I mean, it's, 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 it's the way they have this set up is that they're going to employ what I call a lift and hold policy framework for 2023. It's just... It's very unlikely that we get a deceleration in overall inflation back towards target in line with a series of rate cuts. The market prior to the uh, announcement had priced in basically two full rate cuts of 25 basis points each. That, that now looks highly uncertain. And I think when you take a look at the summary of economic projections, the growth projections, they're expecting less than half or they're expecting half a percent growth in 2023. You know, that's really code for, well, guys, the end of the business cycle is likely approaching. And it's important that businesses in the real economy get ready for that. Um, tell me about the balance sheet. You know, they said they're going to continue to reduce the balance sheet each month. Um, this has been part of the, the move that they've been on the path, of, you know, w along with hiking rates. Um, are they doing the right thing here? A, they're doing the right thing. B, they've got plenty of room to move if they need to. C, we've seen the housing market cool off. And B, you know what? It's proceeding exactly like the Federal Reserve wanted it to and said it would. You know, Nicole, I love talking with you, but looking at the balance sheet uh, data every week, it's a little like watching the paint dry. And what about the 210 inversion? I mean, what are you looking at for rates? What should we be watching? Uh, right now, the 10 years at 3.54%. Uh, before the announcement, it was at 3.51. I know it's moved around, but 
um, this is this is the sort of the before and after now that we're settling into where All we right. are at this moment. Far too much emphasis is placed on the the yield curve inversion. There's a shorter term yield curve that I take a look at. It's one of the reasons why I'm confident we're likely to, to slip into a recession in 2023. But I think, look, there are lots of good things happening. You saw all the activity this last week in terms of airline purchases of Boeing. Note that happened with the yield curve inverted and the ISM manufacturing slipping before 50, below 50, and lots of other not so good information in the manufacturing sector. So this economy is going to continue to muddle through. I think the the, the real thing is what what happens next year once the unemployment starts to rise. Inside that summary of economic projections, the Fed now thinks it's going to rise to 4.6 percent. That's right in line with my own estimate. We, we put out our forecast on December 2nd and for the next year, and we thought that we'd lose a little over a million jobs and the unemployment rate would rise to 4.6. So this really does look like the Fed is laying the predicate for anybody who's really interested in looking um, to get ready for a, a slowdown in 2023. And it's such a difference because we had so much, you know, you have monetary policy and fiscal policy. And um, during the pandemic, so much money was given to folks. Um, I know you had some thoughts on fiscal spending, how much, too far. At this point now, we've seen, uh, you know, a different picture. You're not getting the stimulus in the same way fiscally, are we? Versus um, we're just not getting much to okay, make fiscal. things better, right? The fiscal stimulus ended quite a while ago, and monetary policy is now declining. I mean, it's, it's contracting, actually, right? There's money left over in the states. You see California given some fiscal stimulus starting in October to its citizens. And of course, U.S. Uh, households are sitting on what we thought was around $1.5 trillion of dry powder and excess savings to start the traditional holiday season. So that's going to make things look good through the end of the year. But we'll see that inevitable holiday hangover, and we'll, we'll, we'll pay the bill beginning in early 2023. Um, now, with respect to what happens if we go into a recession, well, you'll see an increase in unemployment insurance food stamps and temporary need to families that that's unquestioned that we'll get bipartisan consensus on doing that now beyond that well my sense is it's going to be a limited range of options most of it will be pulling forward almost all of the infrastructure spending that can be pulled forward why because that's this rational supply side response to a slowdown. You want to expand capacity, increase productivity, and that will bring down inflation. In addition to full expenses, full expensing of all capital investments and pulling forward and making or enhancing research and development. Those are the three basic things that I think the, the political authority might agree on next year. But all of the fiscal stuff that was put forward during the pandemic, that, that ended quite a while ago. And, you know, as I think about uh, a few other elements, we've got in that recent CPI print, less hot than expected. Still, things are so elevated when it comes to inflation, but that came in a little bit tamer. I think also we've seen oil come off, right? Um, oil today, $77 a barrel. Um, what do you see going forward? Because we did have things like used cars came down. That was another thing that came down. Okay, first and foremost, I want to put this out there for all market participants. Quit talking about disinflation. A 7.1% CPI rate 
is not disinflation. That's how you kill your credibility with the public and your investors. Please stop doing that. Don't dig the hole any deeper. Okay, second, yes, goods, energy, and commodity prices have all come off. I mean, goods, goods prices are falling at roughly 4%. That's year-over-year -year base effects. But we have seen a persistent spreading of inflation into the service sector. Service sector inflation, which you know basically accounts for at least 80% of the U.S. economy, rose at a 7.3% rate year over year through the end of November. We see on a three-month average annualized basic, rents are still going up. Yes, I know they're lagged. And then we, we have seen also in the employment report, wages are picking up. And remember, everybody out there, wages reset at the turn of the year. December, January, February is when you see big resets in wages. So brace yourself for some more challenging data on the cost push inflation front, which is why Powell says he's looking at uh, shelter X services inside the personal consumption expenditure deflator, and that was up 3.7% on a year ago basis. They're not gonna rest until that's below three. That's why I think we're gonna see a pause in the Fed's effort to restore price stability, likely in March, and they're gonna be on hold for the remainder of 2023. Mm -hmm. Understood. Thank you for all of that. And of course, uh, the lag effect. I mean, Powell also acknowledging that there is a lag effect from when they're doing these hikes and how they take hold on the economy. Joe Brisuelas, thanks for being with us on such an important day. Joe Brisuelas of Thank RSM. You. Nice to see you.